0: how you doing i'm good i'm good i'm glad to be here
1: yeah it's so exciting for us we love the rappers we love um having the rappers moms up here to get a chance to talk to some fans and just to answer some questions so we're super excited to have you um I'm going to start with one or two questions, and then I'll start to pull from uh, from the room. Um, it, it, just before we kick off, anyone who does have a question uh, for Wendy or Alberta, if you just want to send a speaker request, and then whenever uh, you're up, I'll put, bring you up on stage, and then you can ask your question, and then we'll, we'll keep it moving from there. So I want to start just with um, his time at Baylor, and specifically with um, – the the march madness tournament that obviously got canceled Mm -hmm. can you bring us back to that time um and kind of what he was thinking or feeling and because obviously that tournament is something that you look forward to especially he was on baylor one of the the best teams in the country at the time and had a really good shot to win it all can you just bring us back to what that was like and what he was thinking and 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 talking about and, and what that was like for him
0: Yes, absolutely. First and foremost, thanks for having me on this. I'm excited. And hello, everyone. Um, So that I I was just sharing that with Wendy. Um, It was an amazing time, you know, for the team, because they really felt they were going to at least go to the championship game or win it. And um, at the Big 12 tournament, they're all excited. And they had been number the number one team in the nation for five weeks, which was a record for that year. You know that year they were one of the teams who stayed at number one the longest. The, you know he's really excited, and he believed that Baylor could win a championship. They all did, and so um, I told Wendy I was getting in my car to actually drive to where the Big 12 tournament was going to be held. And Fred called me and he said, "Don't come." I was like, "Why? What's going on?" He said, "Don't come. It's not happening." And so I'm like, what do you mean it's not happening? He said, they're canceling the game and I think everything's going to be canceled. And he said, mom, I think they're going to cancel the whole NCAA tournament. I'm like, no, that wouldn't happen. And so it was totally devastating. It was heartbreaking because you talk about a young man who left his home in Minnesota to go all across the country to Texas. Um, We're closer to Canada (laughs) than we are Texas. And um, went to Texas to to on um, you know stepped out on faith to play d1 ball and then the opportunity to actually go to a championship game and be national championship is right there and the pandemic hits and so um he was extremely devastated as was his team and his coaches they were heartbroken very heartbroken and so um and that's one of those hard times when it's it's difficult for you to say there's There's a method to this. There's a reason for this. And because at that point, as a parent, I'm like, I was so sad for him and for them. And then just also concerned about what was happening in our in our in our country as well as globally. So um, it was really difficult. He was just really devastated. And he knew that that would be his last year at Baylor. So he knew that the opportunity to actually go to a championship game and walk out with a, you know, as national champs, that that was something that would never happen for him.
1: Yeah, it's always super, super tough. A lot of kids, especially like you mentioned, seniors or or people who, you know, were going to be going to the draft or doing whatever and and leaving that school, it was going to be their last chance to play with that team or, you know, play in the tournament or pursue a championship, all that stuff. My second question for you is kind of a follow up to that is what was it like for you guys to watch Baylor this last season? Obviously (laughs) went all the way and go on to win. Was that kind of bittersweet for you guys or was it? What was that like? Did you experience that with him, or or what was? So,
0: I'm gonna say it was bittersweet. More for him, for me, it was just sweet. (laughs) It's just because you know anybody knows um, you just become a part of that. Like so, those those guys, I just love them all, and um, I was so extremely overjoyed and happy for them. And I knew from day one that they were gonna finish what they started. I was one of those people tweeting, "Unfinished business, go finish it." And so, um, because I wanted that for them, so for people should understand, so on that team, only two people left only only two graduated. It was Frederick and one other person, and so they were the two who we knew wouldn't come back um to play. Well, there's a third ObEM, but Obam, you know ObEM is still kind of there in a different different role and so so for me i it was rare for me to miss a Baylor game. I whenever I could I would watch. It was sad cuz we couldn't actually travel to go see them play because of the pandemic and I was so glad when they had the opportunity. I was afraid that they may not be able to play this season because we didn't know when it started, you know, if what was going to happen with college basketball. So, it was hard for Fred because his heart just ached and he was so excited for his friends and he still was in contact with all of those guys and he loves them and then he just felt like that's my team, you know, I should be with them. That's my team, and we were gonna do this together. And he wanted to see them be successful, but it also was really painful for painful for him not to be there. I will say this though. Um, he did go, he had an opportunity, which was really great, to go to the final four game and um watch them play that game and it was really good for him to be back in that space because they have the best fans who still love him and they were so supportive of fred and they were just as hurt as we were so to have all of that love it really helped carry him during that time and everyone understood how difficult and hard it was but um so having those people who just surrounded him with love was awesome and then for him to be able to go see his guys win at the final four and um was, was really just awesome. And one of the moms, her name is Barbara Teague, Maceo Teague's uh, mom. When he got there, she, you know, she hugged him and she was like, I know this is hard for you. So, you know, they even acknowledged that. And so she had such love for him. So, and then he didn't get to stay for the championship game because Mm -hmm. um, the day of that game, he got called up to the Raptors. So this is how, you know, you know, it was a rough, rough road, but then being called up to the Raptors, you know, right before your team t- wins the championship. That was pretty good for Fred.
1: Karma coming back uh, in his favor a little bit.
0: Yeah, it did. So there's a happy ending.
1: Yeah. And we awesome. won the Thank championship. So, <laughs> so we're going to go to uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, you have the floor.
2: Hi, Wendy. So excited for Team Canada. Um, I
1: Hi. can't
3: wait to see Kem Birch play. Is he getting ready? Um. Right now, yes. I mean there's a lot of uncertainties right now, but Oh we know he's gonna make sure it. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: so I'm just so excited and just yeah, it's great. And um and uh yeah, so I um I forget my question now. I just get so excited to talk. We're still in lockdown here, so patio's just opened up. So that's oh. where we're at in Ontario. Um but uh so I know when Freddie joined the Raptors, I I loved him joining the team because what I love about the Raptors is the character of the players. And mm-hmm. so when Freddie joins, I just feel like he fit in so well. But one thing I learned about him was that he was actually, he likes to learn, right? So he's an avid learner. So my question is, now that he has, at, what was his reaction the first time? Time when he joined in and had access to all of those coaches and all the assistant coaches and access to all of that knowledge because I feel it would be a little bit overwhelming but he must have liked it or just some a story about the early days
0: so I I would say this is that there is of course that overwhelming first and foremost definitely like I'm here I made it right so just taking that in <laughs> But um, what was really great is that and I shared this with Wendy just just a few minutes ago is that, you know, the Raptors are really they're a really good team. And so and good, not just on the court, but also off the court and they're high character people. And so very welcoming. He was so overjoyed that he was with a team that made him feel valued. And and for him, he is. He likes to learn. So he was like a sponge trying to soak up every ounce Uh, you know, of information and tips and whatever he could, you know, from each player. And so he really, for him is great because it's just, it's a sponge. And, you know, you get, he's like, oh my gosh, you know, coaching at the NBA level, like my coaches at college were great, but these guys are really awesome. And, you know, them sharing how they could see his game. I will say this. So I don't know if he shared this or not, but I will. One of the coaches that he had watched years before he even came to, you know, before we even got to this NBA part was he watched Nick Nurse and thought he just yeah. liked the way that he really liked the way that Coach Nurse was. And so he had already kind of studied his coaching style. So, you know, it's one of those full circle moments like i watched this guy. I admire his coaching style and now I'm here. <laughs> so it was awesome. It was awesome. So he's, he's a sponge. He's soaking it all up.
2: I I just love it. And just thank you for joining Wendy and thanks for doing this because these are fun to hear. So thanks.
1: Thank you. Stephanie. Thanks, Stephanie, for jumping up. Uh, next, we're going
4: to go to Kyle. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, Kyle. Uh, uh, th- I just want to say, uh, before I ask my question, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, it's a It's a pleasure to speak with you. Um, so just, uh, moving away from basketball, um, Freddie's done an, uh, has an amazing, amazing career so far up to this point. Um, what, as a mom, what's your uh, most proudest moment outside of basketball?
0: Oh my gosh. My most proudest moment. Um, I think, well, you know what, there, I have a lot of them, but I, the fact that academically he did so well. So he was one of the academic all-stars at Baylor university, um, and then got recognized for, for those things. He was considered um, athlete of the year, academic athlete of the year for the big 12, you know, he was up for that. So those things, I think the fact that he was able to get his degree, because that's really important to, you know, my family that he, he get that degree and he maintained his grades. I'm really just proud of that. You know, he was able to be an example.
4: Yeah, for sure. It's a, a lot of people don't realize how, uh, how, how difficult it is to be a student athlete so for to be able to uh, keep up with his academics as well as uh, basketball that's amazing uh thank you so much for taking the time
5: thank you kyle thanks kyle next we're gonna go to thanks chris hey wendy hey alberta hi listen i have a question for both of you as new raptor moms obviously wendy you're canadian the raptors are our only organization Your son gets picked up by the Raptors. It's like a dream come true. Alberta, your first NBA experience is now with the Raptors. You hear so much about this organization, Canada's team, the home crowd. And then here we are in a pandemic with both of your sons playing in Tampa. So obviously there's a lot to figure out over the summer. But in a perfect world, they're both back next season with the Raps. How excited are both of you to get to Scotiabank Arena and watch a Raptors game?
3: Well, this is Wendy. Um I've been to the Scotiabank Arena um before when Kem was playing with the Magic and it was so exciting then. So for me now as a Raptor mom to go back there and feel at home to me I just can't wait. It's, it's something I can't even I can't even imagine because I loved being there then and now Being part of the Raptors, it's just so explosive. So I I just hope that the border is open and we can get this done. um, November.
5: Listen, we want them back.
3: Yeah, we do.
5: Alberta. Uh,
0: Well, I'm going to echo what Wendy said. I will say this: I haven't been, and one of the things that I was shared with Wendy just it, it has been really awesome are the fans. I mean, honestly, you these are the best fans. I felt love from, you know, we may not have been in the same place, but I don't think it, you know, minimized the, the love that I felt from fans and they were so welcoming. So I can't wait. I actually continue to check when will the borders open up? And I know they moved it back again, but I'm like, I can't wait to actually be in the arena and be in, in Toronto. So I'm, I'm to meet everyone in person because they've been so welcoming via social media. I can only imagine what it's like to be in the, in the uh, arena with everyone.
5: It's a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to it. Um, next uh, question I have for you, Alberta, is, you know, watching your son play basketball, chasing his dream through high school, Division three, Division one, And, you know, as a mom, you're there to support your child. But when he got that call and that first 10-day contract, how did you feel? I felt like, <sighs> Hallelujah!
0: <laughs> I was just—I was so happy for him because, you know, he had just been—you know—he's been working so hard, and you—you—you you, you see that opportunity—a real opportunity with a great team—and that's really what you want. Because I always know he's going to maximize the opportunity; he's going to go give it all that he has. And when he got that opportunity from the rappers, I was just so elated and happy for him. And um, you know, because again. You know he was having that bittersweet like, but this love moment, like my team is here at the championship and and i'm st- I'm still fighting the good fight, but to have it happen when it happened, you know is divine, and so i'm just I was so grateful
5: amazing. My last question is for those
0: parents out
5: there who are raising kids, irrespective whether it's a daughter or a son who are playing a sport, and it's like, no, you know, you gotta get your grades, focus on school. that's important, but if your child loves athletics. What is your advice to those parents to kind of support their child while, they're, while they do what they love?
3: I'll, I'll go. This is Wendy. Um, I think the first thing as a parent is invest the time. Um, for me, my kids were always very athletic, and they always wanted to make sure that they played a sport. And I wanted to make sure that they played a sport. And I actually took the time as a parent to find the right team, the right fit for them. Um, with no expectations, you know what I mean? Because for me, they're my boys, right? So if they excelled in it, they excelled in it. If they didn't, they didn't. But at the end of the day, I wanted them to be able to choose, like you know, play something and choose and and, and see
0: what comes out of it. Thank you. I And I would say that to invest in a time, I agree with that. Um, and first from an academic standpoint, I'm like, well, you know, one of the things that'll make you a more attractive candidate to collegiate programs, if you can show the ability to balance both. And so I think, you know, programs now am looking for those well-balanced individuals, even at the college level. And so, you know, it, that I think gives you a competitive advantage if you've shown that you can do what you need to do in the classroom, but also maintain, you know, um, your the the athletic part so we encourage that but for fred he came to it late so you know he was pretty good on the athletic and i'm like uh, academic and so which is important but i think for parents it's just like you can tell them how this ha- is going to have a positive impact on their future overall. overall
5: thank you so much
1: awesome thank you kurt uh, next we have jackie up here i know jackie you sent a question in uh via twitter if you want to go ahead and ask yourself now please do
6: Sure, um hello, ladies, hello, gentlemen. I hope everybody's doing well today. Hello uh, I'm just um i'm I'm excited to have both your sons on our on our teams. I'm a crazy raptor fan, and I think they're already doing such a great job contributing to our team, and you are hundred percent right Raptors fans. They will have your back; they will be there, um, uh, but my question to you is you know now that Freddie is with us and he's growing and he's doing amazing things, and uh you know he's with the Canadian team, unfortunately, you know, Canadian teams don't always seem to get um the respect that they maybe deserve from from the outside and um once he's once he's here and if he enjoys it here and his contract is that, would you encourage him? to stay in Toronto? Or, or would you rather him be close to be in the States because moms always want their babies closer to them? What what would your advice be and what, what do you think you would do? <laughs> uh,
0: I So I, I'll just kind of use history a little bit on that. And uh, thank you so much for the question. But so Fred was here in Minnesota at Carleton College, which was an excellent college and went to Texas. And I felt like that was the right thing for him. So I'm like, to Texas, you should go. It's far, it's about as far as you can go from Minnesota and the States. And so, because it was the best thing for him. So as a parent, I'm saying, do what's best for you. Because uh, if they, when they opened, um, you know, Canada back up, I will travel. <laughs> I'm like, so that's, that's the thing. So I can fly to him, but you really want to be where it's a good fit for you. And right now I feel like the the Raptors are a really good fit in, in, in many, many ways. And so I think that's important. So for me, it's, you know, stay where it's a really good fit and you can have impact with the team that you really love.
6: Well, that's good to hear because he's already made an impact and uh, I hate change. So when we have our guys come and I'm so excited to have them <laughs> they leave, it breaks my heart. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I hope he does enjoy being with us and I, and, uh, I hope Kim enjoys this as well. It's so great to have them on our team and, and seeing what they're doing already. And I am looking so forward to the new season. But for now, I hope everybody gets their rest. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jackie
1: thanks Jackie for coming up. We really appreciate it. next we have Sam, yeah, um happy to be here and
7: excited to to be a part of the conversation for a little bit here. um been watching Freddie from afar as a Carlton grad myself so um it's it was cool a couple years older, so we never cross paths, but it's cool to see someone who can um who can really commit to to kind of something that worked for him at that time, but then move on to something that also could work for him at a different stage of his basketball career. Um, and so excited well, that the Timber... So, the, pardon?
0: I was going to say, Sam, so as a Carlton grad, you know, Carlton is an excellent academic school, not necessarily known for basketball, though. Yeah,
7: yeah, no kidding. And well, yeah. it's, um, you know, not not the most sports-oriented school at large <laughs> either, but it's, it's fun that it's a school that um, you can come in with many different passions, and it's small, so you can really dive into them and many different things at the same time but beside the point um as a timberwolves fan i i also love to to kind of find my connections to other teams and as it's been super clear with this and otherwise um the raptors fans are just just unreal so um so cool for for that experience but my question here um get into it uh you know playing for the hustle the memphis hustle and then being in this this scenario of You really don't know where you could land um over the past months um going into this season and and playing for the g league team and in that bubble um what's that like for him and for you and for the family to know that you know we got a real nba shot here but it's it's a it's really up in the air where that could be
0: so i i will say this thank you for that question sam because it, it you just learned it's a part of the business i think at this point we've learned that uncertainty Is just really kind of a part of this business. And um, he just has to keep his faith and 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 then, you know, continue to grow and develop. So he'll have a place in this league because, like, he loves the Raptors right now, but we don't know what that might look like because we don't get to make those decisions. And you focus on controlling what you can control. That's the thing we just talked about. I just talked about a little bit with Wendy is that. You know, you can only focus on controlling what you're controlling and then contributing wherever you are, doing your best to have a positive impact on whatever team you happen to be with. Because if you don't control that, you just don't, you don't control that and you just have to get accustomed to this is kind of how this industry works. Um, Now, even if he has a preference of where he would like to be, you know, wherever he's at, he just has to continue to contribute. And so, as I said, the Raptors has been wonderful because the fans are great. But again. The final decision is not his. <laughs> so I'll say that. And then Sam, I was going to tell you, I love the Maya because, you know, I have a daughter that went to my, graduated from McAllister, and she used to work at St. Olaf. So we got it all covered.
7: Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> crossover here in the, the Twin Cities region. Well, I appreciate you taking the question and uh, much respect to all y'all in the title league and um, Courtside Moms podcast here is some of the best content on the platform. So
1: um, I'll hop back in the queue and uh, let the next question go for it.
3: Thank you, Sam.
1: Thanks Sam. Really appreciate those kind words. Uh next we're gonna go to Lamar. Hey, how's it going?
3: Hey Lamar.
1: Hey. Um yeah, I, I sorry I'm late. Uh I took a nap and I slept in.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> um one thing that I like about um Freddie is is a lot of his uh post game press conference and it just seems like he asks a lot of questions like on air about how everything, you know, works. It like has he always been somebody that asks questions
0: growing up? uh yes Lamar (laughs) yes yes and yes he's always been really inquisitive that's just you know it's and questioned everything and so you know I couldn't do what my parents may have done was like just because we said so for it that's why (laughs) so but he does I was sharing with Wendy that he actually you know one of the things he loved most was being on speech and debate right so um that's that's in his background as well so he's always been had this curious mind which i do love about him i think it's one of the best things about him he's he's again he loves to learn he loves to take in information and so uh he's a big history buff you know and a policy wonk and all of those things so he's had always had this really uh kind of curious mind
1: i love it that i think that's probably one of my favorite parts about him is that he's he's always asking questions like uh, like it's I feel like it's something that you could ask before you get on but the fact that he asks it while he's in the middle of a press like it's just it's just fun to (laughs) see uh thank you though
0: (laughs) thank you oh I know you said some of those funny things yeah that's always been him he's like oh yeah can I say this or do this yeah that's (laughs) that's that is classic Frederick classic Frederick
1: thank you for answering my question thank 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 you. you Thanks, Lamar, for hopping up. Um, We have a couple from – one from Chad and one from Twitter. So I'm going to go through those quickly. And then we have Dan up next. So we have one from uh, Lisa on Twitter. Her question is, what did Freddie know about the Raptors and the fan base and kind of that culture before joining the team? And a second part of that is, what is he going to be working on this offseason heading into – heading into –
0: So in terms of um – I, I didn't ask so much about the fan base, but as I was saying that he had studied Nick nurse um, and his coaching style and really liked, you feel like he's really kind of creative in what he does. And, and so he had studied the Raptors and, and then he, he also just studies the sport, right? Different aspects of the sport. Yeah. And so, like I said, he's a history buff, so he can come and he has, keeps numbers in his mind in a way that I don't. <laughs> so He really had studied the the sport. I don't know if he knew as much about the fan base because, you know, that's a little more difficult kind of to study, but his experience just like mine has been just really great in terms of the um, the fans. And then, you know, the Raptors is a great developmental team. They develop players. He loves that. And so he wants us to be at a place where he can contribute and grow and all of those things and um, and, and as Frederick said, you know, the Raptors have more championships in them. So uh, so we're excited about that. So he did, he had a lot of information going into it. He had done his research and I'm really glad about that. And then was even even more, I think, pleasantly surprised with just the culture of the team. And it's a great culture. And, I, and all of that information comes from Frederick. And I can tell by the joy that he speaks about the team, that it's a great culture. And so, and then for me, you know, Baylor were great fans, and my interaction with the Raptors fans had just been unbelievable.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it always seems that um, you know guys who end up on the Raptors or, or you know find their way there always seem to fit in, you know, in different ways and and kind of make their presence known right away. And, and Freddie's definitely done that. We have a couple more uh, from Stephanie in, in the chat. Um, she wanted to know: uh, this is for Wendy, actually. How was the experience of watching a game in Tampa? Um, And then, I guess, compare that to your experiences at at Air Canada Center.
3: Tampa, I mean, don't forget, we were in the pandemic, right? So (laughs) although it was amazing, it was quiet. Um, So I missed that Scotiabank feel where there's thousands and thousands of screaming people. Everybody's excited, rooting on the team. Um, but again, it still was great to be amongst the Raptors players, um, and actually seeing them in action, um, nonetheless.
1: Awesome. And then we have another uh, quick one from Stephanie. She wants to know, what did the Raptors guys think of Freddie as a singer doing that rookie, that rookie challenge?
0: I thought that was hilarious. And I think it speaks to the team. It was one of the most this fun things to watch. Was, this is Alberta, is to watch, uh, Freddie and Malachi singing that song. And so I told Freddie a long time ago, I was like, you can do a lot of things singing. Isn't one of them. (laughs) It's
1: always good to keep them in check sometimes.
0: Yeah. I was like, that is not, that is not something you should ever consider as a career. Um, So, but it was, it was just a fun moment. It was one of the best things this season to me just to see that it, 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 you know, it was great.
1: Awesome. And then we have a couple more requests. We'll go to Dan. The man from IMG, welcome up to the stage.
4: Hi, I just had a quick question. Both uh, players have done a tremendous job of overcoming different bouts of adversity, and I was curious if they played other sports when they were younger uh, that attributed to that, or if there was any kind of things that other activities they had when they were younger that helped them kind of build that ability to to grow into these players through all the different circumstances.
3: Um, This is Wendy. Kem um, was a football player. Actually, they both were, eh, Alberta? (laughs) Alberta, they were both football players, and they both um, only started playing basketball when they were like around 13 years old. So um, Kem was an um, all-star football player, and he absolutely loved it, and that just taught him... Um, good coordination and good speed and I just think that that's what helped him later on and translated on the court when he started playing um, basketball.
0: So yeah so as uh, Wendy said Fred was also like a basketball player and he played defense and so when he started late in basketball you know he wasn't necessarily the best shooter because he had you know you have to practice and develop that and he but what he could do, I said, Fred, what do you know how to do? He was like, I can play defense. So he was always defensive minded. He could contribute immediately in that way. And that's probably one of the reasons he, he can guard off five positions now because he goes in, he, he, he took that from football. How do I take that football thing and take it on the court? And so he was a killer when it came to defense and then has grown his offensive game.
1: Awesome. All right. Thanks, Dan, for jumping up. Um, we've got one last one. We have our man, Wayne. Wayne,
4: you have the floor. What's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? Hi. How you doing, ma'am? Good. How are you?
3: Wayne?
4: Hey, Wayne. I'm doing good. If you're good. Hi, Miss Wendy. Just a quick question Hi, for the both of you. Um, What – I always have to say this, so I kind of want to remix it. What uh, what are you looking forward to doing with your sons now that, you know, you're in the off-season and you may have some time? Uh, do you have anything planned? Um. I know the pandemic kind of separated everyone. So do you have anything family planned that, you know, coming up or just for fun?
3: Well, this is Wendy. Um, I actually left Canada and came to um, the U.S. to spend time with Kim. So I'm actually in Orlando in his home spending every day with him. So it's a little bit different for me because we haven't had this time together in years. before this I hadn't seen him since 2019 and even then it was only for a day where now I've been here since the end of April so this is new to me or I'm actually spending time um just me seeing him walk in his hallway is new for us because it's been a long time just us crossing paths in his house because before it was in my house now I'm you know my son's grown right he's a man now and now I'm co-chilling in his living room, you know what I mean? His pool. So this is all new. But for me, we don't really have to do anything. I'm just blessed for the, the seconds that I get to spend with him because once the season starts again and I go back to Canada, who knows? Well, I shouldn't say who knows, right? But I don't know when I'll be able to see him as often. Although I, it, it, should it be that he ends up with the Raptors? Yeah, I'll probably be at every home game but it still won't be time like we're having now. So I'm just blessed for this off season that I get to just be with him and spend time with him and his family.
0: And I would say we're a little different because, you know, Wendy and Kim are, have, are, are beyond the point we're at. <laughs> so with Fred just kind of finishing up his rookie year, there is no real off season for him. And I think, uh, so that's the thing. His summer is completely booked. He actually Just arrived today back in Tampa, so he'll be working out with the team. He was working out with his trainers in Houston, and then uh, he'll be working out in California. Then he goes to uh, the Summer League at some point. And so his summer is very busy, so we probably won't get to – I got to see him at the beginning for, you know, right after this season. And I think that is probably going to be pretty much it (laughs) for quite some time.
4: And a quick follow-up, because Miss Wendy told me to remind you, and for you too as well. Uh, what's one thing by the end of this week you're going to do in regards to taking care of yourself, be it self-care? Well,
3: this is Wendy. I have a massage plan. Okay. And can't wait to get to it.
4: <laughs> there you go. Can't
0: wait. Okay, Wayne, that is such a thoughtful question. I appreciate you for that oh, No question. problem. I wish I had a really good
4: answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got... Miss Wendy, hold it to it. <laughs> That's it.
0: I'm going to
3: call you tomorrow, Albert, and you're going to tell me that you made an appointment doing something for us. Okay, okay. As mama.
4: Look, uh, uh, as simple as a pedicure or manicure or going for an hour walk, um, I always, when I come up here, I try to make sure, I, I like to ask the moms, but you know, make sure you point it to yourself too.
0: Thank you for that. And so, no problem. I, I appreciate that
4: all right thank you wayne we appreciate you as always
1: yes. um i'll do a quick last call for questions i don't see any requests or anything left in the chat um wendy and alberta i really want to appreciate you guys uh thank you guys for coming on uh we really appreciate you guys taking the time um and we'll be rooting uh for cam and for freddie in, in, in the coming season
0: thank you thank you for having me everybody
1: thanks so much have a great thank day
3: Do it naturally.